Welcome into another Running with the Wolves podcast on the Believe Sports Network. My name is Gabe Anderson, doing it solo tonight, and we're talking nothing but Timberwolves. But first, if you're new, make sure to like, share, and subscribe, or really anybody, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. And if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts later on, make sure to give us a five-star rating and follow us as well. Now the Timberwolves huge win over the Oklahoma City Thunder, a game that I wasn't sure they were going to win this one, particularly when they were down in the second half. It just felt like, oh no, this is another opportunity for another team to steal one from us, another collapse in the fourth quarter, but just the opposite. The Wolves go on an 11 to 2 run in the closing stretch led by Anthony Edwards, and just a huge, huge contribution from a lot of guys in this one, particularly, and I know that we have been a little down on him in the past, but Jane McDaniels was fantastic in this game. 6-4-11 from the field, 2-for-5 from a three-point land. He was in foul trouble like usual, but a plus 10, 14 points. Also, Rudy shutting down Chet was fantastic. Chet went two for nine in this game, totaled only four points, and one of those was a tough turnaround spin move that you just got to turn your head and applaud if your opponent makes that shot. A great shot by Chet, but two for nine for four points. Rudy, a huge difference maker in this one, and he also grabbed 18 rebounds and four offensive rebounds as well, and that's another thing Jaden did well as, uh, very well as well. Three offensive rebounds for Jaden McDaniels, Cat 21 points, Anthony Edwards 10 for 20, 27 points on the night. But then you got to talk about Jordan McLaughlin. What a great performance out of him. He sets a different pace when he comes into the game. 10 points against the Thunder, four for four from the field, two for two from their three-point line. That is the definition of efficiency for Jordan McLaughlin. And just a great win for the Timberwolves, who are number one in the West once again. It was basically a battle for number one in the West, and the Wolves went on top of it. Some notes from this game, Ant becomes the third youngest player to get a total of 6,000 points in his career. Just a huge accomplishment for him. That's pretty amazing, considering that Ant did not have a great first year. We did podcasts at the beginning saying like, what's wrong with Ant? Is Ant going to flourish into something? He came on the second half of his rookie year, but the beginning, he wasn't playing that much. He wasn't starting, but he started to really flourish towards the end. And congratulations to Ant. 6,000 points is remarkable. And here's to 6,000, 8,000, 12,000 more. For Anthony Edwards. Now, he did have some comments after the game. Something astounding from this game was Anthony Edwards, or I should say the Minnesota Timberwolves, shot less free throws than Shea Gildress Alexander. And Ant had some comments after the game. He basically said, I'll take the fine, but the refs weren't giving us anything in this one. Basically, he said they were playing eight on five, which I'm sure he'll get fined. But it's true, the Timberwolves have had 
bad whistle this year. And I think I saw a stat, this isn't necessarily about the Wolves, that 294, the Lakers have shot 294 more free throws than anyone else in the entire league. And I'm sure Shea Gildress-Alexander is up with those numbers as well. And does not get any calls. In fact, there was that one where he went for the dunk. Fortunately, he made the dunk. But it's clear that he got grabbed on the arm it's as clear as day and of course the ref does not call it which is disappointing but hopefully he starts getting calls and i wonder if one of the reason the wolves don't get called and a ref so bad i wonder if it has to do with some of the complaining it seems like ant does complain he's right a lot but he does have a tendency to complain a lot and obviously so does cat as well and i think a lot of it might be cat's reputation uh pouring off poorly on the wolves in general although i will say cat has been better so far this season complaining and uh let's see jared good here sga is fourth in the nba in the past 30 days he does get to the line a lot and it's it's astonishing he's a good player don't get me wrong he is a great player there's definitely a lot to the hype for Shea Gildress Alexander and man what a great trade that the Thunder made getting rid of Paul George who they were probably going to get rid of anyway getting Shea Gildress Alexander in that trade was a fantastic trade by the Thunder organization, but the Wolves came out on top last night. And let's move forward here by talking about potential free agent targets for the Timberwolves. There has been some flurries online that the Wolves may be targeting Bogdan Bogdanovich, which I would love now you would have to give up a good King's Ransom to get him because I don't think that the Hawks are just going to give him away. His contract, he signed a four-year, $68 million contract. This is the first year of his contract, so that is the good news if you were going to go after someone like Bogdan Bogdanovich, who is 31 years old right now. This is the first year of his contract, and... The way the salary works, it goes down. He's making 18.7 this year, 17.26 next year, and the year after that, 16.02. And then, which is the great news, he has a club option, so the Wolves can decide whether or not to keep him or not for the next season. He'll be 34 at that point. Can't imagine he'll have much left at the tank. But, hey, Mike Conley still has – stuff in the tank for the Wolves right now. Maybe Bogdan will have some in a couple seasons. Hopefully, we'll be raising two banners, maybe three banners by that time, but we'll have to see. Could it be a viable option this year? Bogdan Bondanovich, 17.1 points per game. Doesn't do much on the rebounding or assists, but what you get him for is the three points shooting he's shooting thir- a little lower than his career average 38 percent he's shooting 36 percent uh on the year so far but he's been good lately he went four for nine against the mavericks four for eight against the raptors and 24 points in both of those games and tonight he's two for six but he is definitely not afraid to let 
the threes fly. And it's clear that the Wolves do want to get better at the three-point line. Although, I will say, I looked it up, the Wolves are second in the league, three-point shooting, I should say, at 39.1%. I believe only the Clippers shoot a better clip, but they are 17th in the league in three-point shooting average, averaging 31.5 threes attempted per game, which is way below the Celtics, who are way up there. I believe they're in the high or to mid-40s on that one but definitely want to improve the three-point shooting that's the way the nba is going but the question is would they give up slow-mo in the deal is the locker room camaraderie and the defense and zone play that he plays is it worth giving up a guy like Slomo for maybe someone who's more talented, maybe someone who can make more three-pointers. Because as you know, when they pass it to Slomo in the corner, he does not know what to do. He'll look like he was going up for a shot and then bring it down and then usually dribble and pass it to someone else. A nice perimeter scorer who can catch and shoot off of Ant's dishes or Conley's dishes would be Nice. Uh, another guy that they're potentially looking looking at, Doug McDermott. Now, he is making $13 million this year. So I was listening to Do Doogie Wolfson earlier today, and he was saying that potentially Doug McDermott could be a buyout candidate. Potentially a buyout candidate. So the Wolves wouldn't have to trade too much for him. He's actually not playing too much for the Spurs. I think he's only averaging about 15 minutes a game, but hey, for the right price, he could be the right guy. Of course, as we know, he was a bucket in college at Creighton. He's continued to shoot well in the NBA and could be exactly what the Wolves need if in a buyout situation potentially. I mean, the last three games, he played 10 minutes against the Wizards, scored six points, two for four from three. Against the Timberwolves, he had three threes in 17 minutes, and the Trailblazers didn't score within 14 minutes. So he's definitely a guy who's not going to bring much defense, but he will bring his shot, which he's had for years. And I, probably what's kept him in the NBA, because if he didn't have a jumper, I don't know what else would keep Dougie Buckets in the NBA. Another guy that the Wolves are looking at that I've heard is Monte Morris. That is going around right now. Of course, he is on the Detroit Pistons. So not doing much for the Pistons right now. He's averaging 5.7 points per game, but he is shooting 40% from behind the three-point line. Could be a cheap option. I think the goal of the trade deadline, and I think that he would agree with this statement, is to get Shake Milton on a different team. We can put our cards on the table. It didn't work. The Shake Milton experience didn't work, but... If it and maybe a second round pick and maybe a guy like a Leonard Miller, who I believe the Wolves like a lot, or a Wendell Moore Jr., maybe if they if that can net us someone who is valuable for the championship, I guess I'm saying it championship run, or I'll say this playoff run. 
then that would be a net win. Because you can admit, you made a bad signing. And it's not like he's making that much money anyway. I think he's making $4 million this year. But Shake Milton, definitely not part of the Wolves' long-term plans, I do believe. And the question is, would they give up slow-mo? I don't know if they would. I think he's too much of a glue guy in the locker room. Now, my thoughts, would I give up slow-mo? I 100% would, wouldn't think twice about it, get out the door, particularly his contract is up at the end of the year. So I don't know. I I, I think I would give up slow-mo for a good three-point shooter, but I'm not Tim Conley. We'll have to see what he does. So this is the Running with the Wolves podcast on the Believe Sports Network. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe on YouTube and give us a five-star rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to. And as always, go Wolves!